Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is LaCharles, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you for everything that you have provided for us inside of this life form, that you are the ultimate authority, Lord, and that you have laid out everything that's going to occur, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge that you have, Lord, that you understand all things, Lord, and know how everything's going to turn out, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we get to dive into another episode and further into the scripture and in the book of Hebrews. We're still in chapter 7, and we are still covering verses 1 through 19. So I want to encourage you to pause the episode, whether it's your first time or you're rejoining us, and just take the the moment to read through that section of scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. Okay. I just wanted to echo what, um, what you, my love, Layla and LaCharles said in the, most recent episode and bring some attention as well to the fact that when how the one of the ways that the Lord operates in in interacting with people as a result of sin nature is that he can't talk to us beyond what we have knowledge of Mm -hmm. just because we won't understand you know, you imagine if the Lord just sat down and started talking about all the all the stuff that's on every spiritual plane, we'd would He'd be overwhelmed and inundated, so you would shut down as a result. That's putting it mildly. Uh, yes, you know. I'm being very gracious to um, everybody. So that so myself typi- included. Absolutely. So typically what he does is he introduces something to us and he'll grow it and then he'll bring the real matter that he is truly discussing so mm-hmm. that he can or, you know, converse with us and commune with us about it. So if you, you look back through the scriptures, the law was not given until a certain time frame, And it was given to help us understand spiritual concepts, how the Lord functions and operates, but also what's happening on the other side of things. It's not just an empty action that has no reaction. There is a spiritual reaction and there's something that happens would, and when we commit sin, it opens the door for the adversary to come in. And so that's why the Lord made most of those demonstrations. And then it also leads way to judgment if the sin is not corrected or um, blotted out. So when he's talking to them here in chapter 7, um, he's using a point of reference. God gave that so they could understand. But he's also saying, but this is the real thing that God truly wanted us to understand. It wasn't about maintaining natural circumstances for the sake of maintaining natural circumstances it was to point us to someone and higher and a concept that's higher than what we can naturally understand so it was 
important for the Lord to give the, the law so that there was not just accountability for and the, the matter of God saying, now be just in my judgment. He would have been just, he was already just in his judgment. But there was awareness of the accountability, but also the bondage that comes with sin and the freedom that's available in Christ and all that the Lord would do through the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So just watching Paul here help them transition so that their faith would grow. Because when you look at, when you try to understand God and confine him to natural things, it naturally brings a limitation to your faith. And when the Lord is trying to say, hey, now there's a bigger concept, you know, it's often like raising children. When you're little, you know, there's, there's an airplane, we fly the food, so you eat it, (laughs) right? Because eating is truly the bigger concept, but we have to entertain you in some regard to get you to eat effectively. It's been made fun, and yes. Exactly, but the fun is not the objective, it's the eating, that's the point. So the Lord, when he communicates, when and he speaks to us that way, sometimes we want God to keep doing the airplane, keep things the way that it's always been. But God always meant and let built in the opportunity for us to grow so that our faith would grow and arise. And um, I like what you said, honey, in the previous episode about the Lord laying out the hierarchy or the divine order is also what you were referencing, how Jesus is fully God, Holy Spirit is fully God, yet they are divinely and willingly submitted to the authority of the Father, not Mm -hmm. doing what they want to do, but what the Father has ordained and set as being correct or the way he wants to go about things. There's no sin in the Lord, the Messiah. There's no sin in the Holy Spirit at all. And they are divinely submitted. Likewise, the father is also submitted because you notice that he didn't push the son out of the way and go, oh, never mind, I got this. Right? He, he didn't yes. bump Holy Spirit out of the way and go, never mind, I'll just tell him myself. No, he respects the divine order that he has already set. And he follows it all the way through. So he's saying to them, look up. There is a spiritual law that is superior to the natural one that you've learned. The natural one is a reflection, a type and shadow training wheels Mm -hmm. so that you can operate in the spiritual thing. But the spiritual thing is the more important matter that we need to understand. So again, Paul is telling them, you have known the Messiah. You've understood him your entire life. He's not new to the scene. He's always been here. You've always interacted with him. You just didn't know that you were interacting with him. And he's, um, as the Holy Spirit's giving him understanding, guidance, and revelation, revealing that to his um, brothers and sisters, natural brothers and sisters, if you will, or kinsmen, mm-hmm. and who are also but um, blossoming believers, some of them, or would become believers. Amen. Another interesting fact that the Lord showed me why we needed the new priesthood going back to that for a moment was if we look at what happened with the levites we had aaron's two sons one was like nadab and the other one was abihu and they offered profane fire before the lord and you're thinking after moses just told you what happens and the conduct of the priest what they should be why would you go and offer fire not on the Day of Atonement. And it was because they didn't want to serve the Lord. They didn't want to be priests. They didn't want to be Levites. They wanted to go off and do their own thing. So they went off and did their own thing, and it cost them. And then we see later with uh, Eli and his two sons, 
Hophni and Phineas? Yes, Hophni and Phineas. Thank you, Promise. They did something similar. They were um, defiling the women in the temple, defiling the temple and the sacrifices and made the people not want to give to the Lord like they're supposed to mm-hmm. because they had no heart and no desire to serve him. They wanted to go off and do their own thing, and they did, and it cost them too. So when the Lord came... Oh, wait, third example is when the Lord came and what about the, the priests at the temple then? Who, Caiaphas? The ones that tore the, the clothes that and were said... changing money, the money changers? There, there were money changers, but also they had literally the Lord standing in their face and telling them who he was and they refused to come into that divine order and alignment with him. Mm-hmm. They were in opposition to him and made it difficult on the people. Mm-hmm. Now, as you were speaking, Layla, it's super important for us as we grow up in Christ and as we begin to mature that we realize the natural mind goes, I saw this appear first on the timeline in the way that I could understand it, mm-hmm. so I think this came first. But the reality is, and what he's also showing them here is, no, Christ came first. And he was and is and is to come. Why does the Lord say that when he addresses um, John in the, the scriptures. And actually he says it in his ministry before mm-hmm. um, was Abraham was, yes. I am. Exactly. Before so, Abraham was, I am. So he's saying that he's always been here. So Christ is the first. He's the original. He was always intended to be the great high priest. God is not reactionary in his movements or what he does. It wasn't as though Adam sinned and the Lord smacked his forehead. Oh no, what are we going to do? Sin. No. And the Lord wasn't scrambling, you know, rustling his papers and Jesus, you got a plan. Holy spirit. What are we going to do? Oh, or, you know, and their, their minds are blown because oops, man sinned. No, absolutely not. He cannot be the God who knows everything and is everywhere all at the same time, who has all power And be shocked by sin and not have already formed a plan. Isaiah says about him that he declares the end from the beginning. Isaiah, (laughs) understanding by revelation of the Holy Spirit that God, before he laid the foundation, he had already planned the outcome that he desired and the route to get there. So because of that, Christ is not the afterthought here. He is not the secondary. He is preeminent. Mm-hmm. He is the first. And the, the priesthood was designed for and around him, not for and around natural people. God just allowed a natural um, stand-in so that the people would be able to understand the role that Christ would play, one of the many roles that Christ would play. So he's not second just because we see him put on flesh later on in natural history, he's first because there is a spiritual history that exists long before and will remain long after natural history started and will be done. Okay. So Christ is the original. So as you think, and you look through the word of God, don't say he came last, la, 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 la. (laughs) No, no, no. He came at the appointed time and he assumed the role as the last Adam because there was a spiritual role that he was playing, but he's not last as though God was smacking his forehead going, oh no, what do we do now? I got to, who can I get? Can I send another? Who's going to, and Jesus like, man, I'll go. 
I guess. No, never, 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 never. Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. That meant before Adam was formed in the mind of God, the father, the son was already crucified Mm -hmm. and raised again for our sins. Okay. So that's the truth of it. That's the reality. And and he's coming again. So further, the is and was and is. Amen Because he gets to, again, be the first and the last or again, be the first and the last. It's already lined Mm -hmm. out. It's not reactionary. It's not a reaction to sin or falling of mankind or because Aaron stunk at his job and he fell away as soon as Moses turned his back for 10, uh, 40 days. It's not, it has nothing to do with Or Eli or any of the other. It has nothing to do with them. They were just stand-ins and natural things so we could go, oh, I understand this spiritual concept. Just like, um, who was that? They used the three-leaf clover to teach the people about the Trinity, the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's a historical I don't um, recall his name, but figure yeah. from a from a church like a Catholic church or something of that nature. And he was in Scotland or Ireland teaching them about the Godhead, so he could represent the concept of three but one because they didn't understand that. He found mm-hmm. the three leaf clover, right? And that was what he used to show them. Look, it's three parts, but it's still the same one flower. So. A little bit of history. I wish I knew who, what his name was. I'll have to look it up and I'll get back to, to you. i have to look it up, yeah. All right. Layla, you had something to say, sweetheart? Yes, mommy. Okay, go for it. Then the second thing that the Lord was showing me about the new priesthood. So the the Levites, they were essentially forced into it, if you will. If they were born of Levi, they were trained up to be priests and serve mm-hmm. in the house of the Lord. And that's why I brought up Nadab and Abihu and... Um, Hophni and Phineas. Yes, Hophni and Phineas. They were brought up to be priests, but they had no desire for it. But now that Jesus came, the priesthood looks different. It's whoever wants to, with a genuine and sincere heart, wants to serve the Lord, they're able to serve him. Because again, the Levites, they were of Levi. There were no the Judeans, the Benjamites, the Ephraimites, the Simeonites, the other ites weren't... (laughs) Part of the priesthood that was specifically called for the sons of Levi. But now that Jesus has come, anyone who's willing to be a vessel of honor for the Lord can come and serve and minister before him. It isn't just limited to natural lineage like it once was. So the Lord was providing and is providing freedom in that, which is, again, why we needed, um, you know, to be brought away from the 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 bondage if you will of the ten commandments because by all natural laws it was based off blood and genealogy but now and big part of that the gentiles weren't able to come and be saved because we weren't israel but now those who are of israel are not of israel we are grafted in and we have access to the father through the lord jesus christ so he opened the door for everybody to come in because when this covenant was made originally it was to the children of israel but wait a second no no abraham was not a jew mommy i was about to get to that though mommy Uh he was not a jew mommy i was about to get to that i know we'll get to it but here's that neither was melchizedek right you have to have this truth there God was always, he always had the door open for anyone who would serve him and love him with a pure heart. It was never exclusive because how could Balaam be a prophet of the Lord? He was not of Israel. Am I taking all your your PowerPoints over there? Mommy. Well, you better was, say it right the first time. Mommy, no, I, was about, I was about to say that the Jews, they only, they understood it as this, that they were the chosen people. Nobody else could be part of it. But now Paul is laying out again that the Lord always wanted us to be part of his family, whoever was willing. It wasn't because you 
are of this particular genealogy that you have access to the Father. It's your heart that gives you salvation and access into heaven, not your so, blood. But so they misunderstood what God was was blatantly in front of their face the Amen. entire time. Yes. Adam wasn't a Jew. He Mommy, was not. He was, was not a Jew. Exactly. Neither was Enoch a Jew. Not. Not. Yes, Seth Mommy. was not a Jew. All the way Mommy, down, why are you I'm, saying it like that? Just because I want to make that clear. That was always God's heart. And just because people put their spin on what God said didn't change God's heart, which is why when Christ came, he said, you guys don't understand. Mm-hmm. You don't understand what's contained in the scriptures, because if you did, you'd know I desired mercy rather than sacrifice. But even if you look back at the law that was written, a a foreigner could come and receive salvation Absolutely. as it was at the time if he chose to cling to the things and the ways of God. It would yes, not change mommy. his gen- genetic makeup. No, it's because it's never been about that. But God would sir- honor him and recognize him. Hello, Ruth. Exactly. Hello, Rahab. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mommy. Because they chose to cling to God, God clung to them. And that's always been the mandate. That's always been God's heart and desire. And what he placed in Israel to represent is that his people have a signature that separates them from the devil's people. Right? Yes, the family mommy. of God has a signature on it that is separate from the devil's family and that there are two kingdoms in operation. It didn't mean that everybody that came from Abraham's body, because again, Abraham had multiple children. It didn't mean that everyone that came from Abraham's body was automatically a shoe in because of their genetic makeup. No, it didn't mean that no more than it meant that Noah's genealogy was an automatic shoe in just because Noah was their daddy and they made it on the boat. (laughs) They did not. Hence Ham having a rough start on on dry land when the boat landed again because he violated his dad go back and take a look at genesis (laughs) Uh so that god has never been on the outward appearance he's always been on the inside and what the heart is towards him always 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 and it's always been available and just because people didn't understand it it never took away from what god said and ordained which is again why christ came and said i have sheep that are not of this fold but i must bring them in i'm going to go first in the order that god has set up which is to the house of israel because they would be a firstborn or oldest but it didn't exclude the other people from his love how did he send jonah to nineveh to save them right nineveh was not jews right they were not and actually that was jonah's problem he was angry with god's mercy and his kindness his compassion long-suffering and generosity to Mm -hmm. extend an opportunity to salvation that jonah as a jew felt like only belonged to the jews but god said how dare you look at these people they don't know how much more should I give them a chance and an opportunity to turn and be saved? And Nineveh, if it could be found, would have been found in what's modern-day Iraq. Mm-hmm. So, But again, if we look back just to simple genealogy, they're kinfolk. But God is faithful because all of, we're all the seed of, of Adam, right? Everybody came from Adam and came from Noah's folk. But the matter that God cares about, that all that he cares about is do you love him or do you not? That's that's the end. Have you re- accepted Jesus or have you not? Because if you love him, you would accept his son. But if you don't love him, you're going to reject his son. That's how that breaks down. That's why it's stated in that way. They're, they're the same. They're one. So that's what he's looking for. That's the, that's the division of it. Are you for God? 
and love his son and love him, yes, you're his people. If you don't, no, you're not his people. I don't matter. It doesn't matter what your genetics are. Yes, All Mommy. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, finish your thought. Yeah. We've got a little bit of time left. Oh, Mom, I thought you did it. it you articulated it much better than I, what it was coming across when I was saying it. But I was trying to say that. Um, That's where you were? Yes, that okay. it wasn't based off of genetics that you have access to the father. It was whoever was willing. Amen. Which is why I brought up the priest and the sons of uh, Levi. They were put in it because of their genetics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll continue this on the next one. <laughs> right, but they didn't have a heart for the Lord. And the Lord said, uh-uh, that, don't, that does not go here. Yes, exactly. Mommy. Amen to that. So the message for all of us today, let's get our heart right before the Lord, come into his divine order. He's our God. We're his people. And the structure that the Lord set up was that he's our heavenly father mm-hmm. and we are his sons and daughters, or we are sons and daughters of the most high for all that will enter in through his, through the work of his son, Jesus the Christ, Amen. the Messiah. Amen. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for this time in the Word this morning, Lord. And we thank you for the joy and the fun that we had in discovering more of your character, Lord, and your heart, Lord. Having the Holy Spirit reveal to us those areas that we need to get into alignment, Lord, that we need to fix so that we bring honor to you, Lord, and that you are proud to call us your sons and daughters, Lord. We Mm -hmm. thank you for our partners and listeners, Lord. We thank you for their heart for you, God, that you're ministering Mm -hmm. to them as well, Lord, that they are growing in strength and courage in you, Jesus, and they're able to overcome come and triumph in all situations so we thank you for those things in jesus name amen in jesus almighty name amen and amen well we love you god bless you have a wonderful day want to know more about a day of prayer sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry inspiring messages and coupon codes for the merch shop visit our website adayofprayer.org Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.